Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Yo, what's going on, people? Welcome to the Miles Mikulski podcast, where we talk to some of your favorite artists and talk all things music-related, mainly hip-hop, but, you know, we might have to fling in a few things along the way. If you enjoy any of the content, make sure you follow me on socials at Miles Mikulski. Basically, it's in my name. If you're listening to it right now, you'll be able to see my name right there. I ain't going to spell it out because that's kind of long still. But follow me on socials to keep updated on who the next guest will be in the future. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into another episode of the Mars Mikulski podcast. Joining me right now is one of the best UK rappers in the game right now, Mike Ratchis. What are you saying, man? Westside. Jeez. I always wanted to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Westside, yeah, we're in the play. Mike Ratchis, Dreamland, out now. We got everybody locked in. Exactly, doing bits with that. And it's the first kind of big, big project that you've released now, isn't it? This is the first LP, I think you can call it, like yeah. debut album that we've put on sale. Came that out. We've actually made hard copies of that we've like distributed properly, like in the HMV and that. Like my my feet even it's quite weird. Yeah, well the thing is, it's looking nice with that golden background though, isn't it? That's why. It does. Yeah, that artwork's looking good, man. I'm really proud of my team there. We did that independently as well. Yeah. How does it feel to kind of get it all out? Because it came out, what, last Friday now? So yep. it's been like, you know, it's been just under a week at this point. Um, well, yeah. You could pretty much say it's a week. Like, how does yeah. it, it feel to kind of release it? Uh, there's a sense of like a little fiction that I can just feel because the music's out. And yeah. uh, a, a year, well, say a year ago, two months ago, all of this literally impossible. Okay, how can like, I... just a plan before. Right, so, so you, you lot made it quick. You lot did bits, innit? Well, no, no, no. We, we took our time with it. We took our time with it. I mean, we could go... I could say the same... I could say that same quote and just you, and say three years because it... it like, but that's the, that, that was the extent of it. Like, three years ago, I was making it. Two months ago, I was still, like, in the midst of making it. Yeah. So it was kind of like... To know that we're at this stage now... I couldn't fathom it two months ago. Better than three years ago when we started making it. Yo, the thing is, like, you can't. Like, you know, sometimes when people spend like a long time making a project, because obviously the last one was um, was open mic, isn't it? Yeah. That was like what 2013. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think people get misconstrued. They think I've been spending this period of time from now to open mic making this debut album. Yeah. I've been spending my whole life making this debut album. I started making this debut album when I was. 15. There's songs on this debut album from when I was 15 that I held back that I knew I had to be on a debut album because yeah. they were too good just to put out into nothing. Is that what, that's, that's why one's called 2005, right? Right, because the whole Dreamland album is a conceptual conscious album that documents my life story from 2005 to this very year. Yeah. So there's no way I could drop it three years ago because there wouldn't be enough life lived. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. so I have to drop it now. Yeah, because you need to have that experience, obviously. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. especially when it's a debut project as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everything that I was writing around these songs, you got to think I was writing songs around songs, like the main songs. Oh, that one's for the album. Keep that. Yeah. And all these other songs were getting re- put on Yob Culture campaign, open mm. mic. So think about the levels that are in that. I think about the levels that must have to be in this for this to be held back. 
Trust me, that's mad. Uh, how many songs did you kind of have overall? Like, obviously, with the songs that you kind of released before, like you said, when it came to actually saying, all right, cool, I'm going to sit down and we're like, you know, drop these 18 tracks. How many tracks uh, did you have before did you, before you cut it down? I had the tracks before I had the tracks. Yeah. I had every single song in my head before I even wrote the song. Um, I knew the story before the story went. I knew the story. Yeah. So I just had to piece it together in music. Okay. So until I achieved that, with the album. See, that makes that's that's bad, you know. You look, you proper thought this through, and it sounds good. And you know what I mean. The whole project sounds good. And yeah, yeah. I think people will appreciate time and effort. You know what I mean. In a in a, in a century where things are just sort of thrown together yeah. and just given to the people, because technology so advanced these days, we don't really need to try to shoot a really good video. Mm. But um, yeah, no situation is true where you got loads of people that are just dropping bare stuff, and you're just like, yo. Um, it's, the quality's not there, isn't it? Sometimes it's good to go away for a little bit, drop the occasional track, feed the people, then give them a, like a solid quality project, isn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah, and I think it stands out when people do, you know? Mm. And obviously for you, like, obviously the results are going to come out tomorrow, but, like, yeah, reaching for that top 20, even top 10. Yeah, so for me, it was like kind of an unexpected time. And I feel like God always, like, gives me a really hard time because he knows I'm really hard. Yeah. So basically, that's what happened. So it had to be when I dropped my debut album. It just had to be when Michael Bublé, Lady Gaga, bloody. If I showed you the list, you'd be like, "Oh no, fair play." But yeah. to look at it from this angle, I'm the only independent artist. Yeah. I'm the only UK rapper, and well, I'm the only UK rapper, and I'm the only independent artist, and I'm from Margate, not even from like the city. Yeah, yeah. And I've got no real support from, like, the scene. Well, yeah. No one's really saying, like, championing me, saying, like, look, like, he's come from that side of the land and he's done what he's done. Anyone can kind of do it. I'm not saying, oh, look, I've just dropped a new tune. Yeah. Why aren't you tweeting it? Because it's not like not everyone should tweet everyone's tunes. But when there's a little impactful moment within our community, yeah. our UK community, and when we say UK, we should speak across the board, like, from, from Whitstable to bloody... You know, Northampton, yeah. Northampton to London, like everywhere, should be everywhere included. That's the UK thing, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I just I I feel like with all that taken into consideration, yeah. to see me, to even get a top 20 mm. in October when we're this close to Christmas, amongst all these other artists when I ain't dropped an album for three years. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's, a, it's mad when you think about it as well. When you put it into that context, I think it's a massive, massive, massive accomplishment. Yeah, and what you're saying as well, like even being from Margate as well, that's, that's um, Kent, isn't it? Kent, yeah. Like, I'm, mate, I'm on the blood. I'm on the crust, kid. Yeah. I'm like on the. I'm like that <laughs> little bit of burnt crust on the toast, man. Raw. Yeah, that, that burnt bit still, yeah. Yeah, that little burnt bit on the edge. Uh, <laughs> that, that everyone just sort of rips off and just dashes away. But you know what? Yeah, obviously you kind of answered it yourself, yeah. Um, but why do you think you're underrated? Because I, I feel like for you, I've been listening to your music for like a while, innit? And even my mate, yeah. my mate first put me onto your music because he was like, I think you were, this, I might have been at SBTV time ago, like 2011, you were like by some brick wall. And you were yeah, rapping. Was, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, um, oh yeah, like, have, you heard, have you heard about Mike Ratchet? He's sick. I was like, heard of, haven't listened to, listened yeah. to it. And I was like, actually, this is sick. But then eventually, yeah. like you obviously, there's so many people in art, like the industry's small, innit? And mm -hmm. having people that are not backing you in that sense, obviously you kind of know who's backing you and who's not, innit? Well, yeah, 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 I do, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. So it's just a situation where even though some people might not tweet it now, they might not see it, but they might see it next week. And when you keep rising and keep doing bits again, people are gonna people are gonna regret not hollering at you, innit? Yeah, but do you know, um, to be honest, I don't want anyone to sort of I don't want anyone to feel like uh there's any hostility towards them. And I do want people to kinda of know that these guys are like a little bit full of when they say things like you know, this is when, we, when, it, when it comes to their project and they're saying, do this for our thing, do this for our thing. I just think I am about expanding the scene because yeah. I'm from another part of it. And I do not want to see more artists like me just being left f- to rot in their end mm. when they're really good. And sometimes it can be frustrating. And I think that's a bigger part of why people haven't so taken to me so nicely yeah. is because at, in the beginning, if you remember in the beginning, they were. Yeah. But I was sort of aggressive, young, on this, you know what I mean? I dissed Westwood, I was just on stuff, people couldn't say nothing to me, I was having a bit of a tough time, I thought I was the, I thought I was the dog's knackers, I just thought I could run stuff. Yeah. And eventually, like, you grow up, you get wiser, you get older, you get mature, and you think, not just, do you know what I mean? The perception yeah. is kind of different. I, I think a lot of people might think I'm a bit of a um, nutter. Yeah. But I think actually, I, generally, deep down, goodbye, and I want what's best for the whole community, yeah. rap community in this country because it's starting to get so much heat. Yeah. It's important that we spread that heat across exactly. the, the country. And it's good because we are seeing it now. Yeah. Like two years ago, would you ever have a liver puddly and MC getting heat, getting shouts from men like Chipmunk and people like that? Definitely not, no. Now you've got people like trans Exactly. And the thing is, like, obviously, when you see people and they kind of they're doing that, you're, you're happy for them. But at the same time, you want everyone to get along. Obviously, rap is competitive, isn't it? But at the same time, yeah. you want to you want to make sure that you know both parties are good, isn't it? And it's hard to remove like yourself from yourself and look from with, like sort of within yourself and just say like, hmm. Yeah. Really, everything and everyone. Trust me. Right, you know what's just good for me and my people and myself. Trust me. And I feel like that's how a lot of people think sometimes. Well, I think it's a learning curve, isn't it? Obviously, like, the the amount of love that the UK rap and grime scene is getting at the moment is only, like, a year and a half, two years old now. So it's still in, yeah. it's still in early phases. We kind of have to wait and see what happens as it goes on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, course, still, it's, course, still, it's yeah. still young. But, you know, going back to you for a minute as well, um, yep. Yeah, so the album is called Dreamland, yeah? Now, I had to do some research, because at first I was like, why is it called Dreamland? Then I realised it's a like a theme park in uh, Margate, innit? Yeah. So why did you call your album Dreamland then? What, what is... Well, after the, yeah. It's not necessarily after the theme park. I think with the whole taking into account what I was saying about the story and the significance of your story as an individual, yeah. like you've got to visualise the fact that you get up every day and every step you take is another another picture on that blank canvas another another sentence on that um, margin on that on that line you know what i mean yeah so you're painting your story with your with your footprint so to speak mm. so, is that, so for me it was yeah. like that was the title of my story dreamland it couldn't we couldn't represent my ends any better um and it couldn't represent my story any better it's about achieving your dream finding it uh, depicting your own reality and sort of not letting anyone else tell you any different and not knowing the direction you're going in from the beginning and slowly discovering what's important and who you are and where you are. That's true. Well, yeah, you got that album, you got to answer down so so bad. Like, I have nothing even to say to that, man. I just got to, yeah. I just got to salute <laughs> man, that. You can tell what people people know when they speak to me, bro, that I've been thinking about this for a long time. This isn't something that's just like, yeah. this isn't for me, just an album. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't think for everyone else it's just an album. I, think, I really think it's for, for the first time in like sort of UK rap people are getting an album that 
they're actually being like, whoa, this is what an album should sound like. Well, you definitely, the thing is, like, sometimes going for 18 tracks is a risk, but I think for you and for how you've kind of spaced the tracks out, like, it works. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because sometimes yeah. you might lose it like halfway. Sorry, my voice is just gone. Sometimes you lose it like halfway through, and then you kind of you bring it back at the end. But with this album, it's it's nice. It's consistent all the way through. Like you know, you go from 2005, then you've got the song yeah. um, Four Lines yeah. Deep as well, which is so like that's that's a mad. Even though it's like a little like a smaller song, isn't it? It's like more of an right, interlude. It breaks up the album. It's a good interlude, and it's yeah. honestly mm. pure. It's like, it can't get realer than that, man. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it works well, and that's that's why I have to say like shouts to you and shouts to Dreamland as well on the project. Yeah. Now, no worries, bro. Like now, when it comes to this, the signed copies, yeah, can fans still get that? Because I know you're, I know you were doing that as well. Yeah, I was being a bit tight, you know what I mean? Like didn't want to sort of discredit sort of exclusiveness of the whole thing so I was like banging onto my team like take them down stop selling signed copies and then I just thought I see all these tweets of people like oh, well didn't get a signed copy yeah. well and it just got paid the other day and I was just like how can I do this to you, man I was like sell signed copies again so I literally because it was a headache for me because I don't want to go and write the sh- and yeah. sign 500 CDs I was being like that but truthfully like yeah, I couldn't do anything more for my fans I'm not even calling fans for my family then go and sign 500 CDs and then get that because that's that's personal to them it makes everything even more personal so yeah. I signed another however many last night I signed loads loads <laughs> but um yeah, they are available. You can buy them from my website. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what it is? By like having the signed copy, like when you go to a shop and you just buy a normal one, you just bought the album in it. But yeah. like when you get a signed copy, you've got someone on there and it's like, raw. like I've got something that, like, you know, Mike's held in his hand. People will get, yeah. people get gassed again. And the thing is, it's always the core fan base that you've always got to look back to, isn't it? Yeah, and I feel like I've got a massive core fan base. I think a lot of people have this sort of fan base uh, like that's a fickle like fan base. A small core, yeah. and then around it is like sort of massive, like just people that know about you. Yeah. I mean, those people that love your record and play the club will, will know the words to your record. Mm. But where mine is sort of the opposite. None of them fans. Face is just hench. Yeah, and that and the thing is, you know what? Like, I'd rather have that smaller or big core fan base. Uh, 100 bro because yeah. you know what they'll support me to the day I die trust me and the thing is you can even tell because sometimes with like obviously when you look at social media and that even though it might say like you got thousands it depends on how many people show you love when your projects drop as we were talking yeah. about earlier yeah and I've got, I've got this whole outlook of like I'd rather fire one person yeah. entertain one million and that's on my life mate no you've got you've got this like whole spirituality zen and motivation down to a T you know yeah, but that's just that's just that's just how it should be, bro. Like I honestly think in music, mm. that's how it should be. This no, is true. music is the only medicine in a world of spiritual and, and emotional trauma. Mm. You don't go to the doctor and say, oh, I'm going for a bit of heartbreak, doc. My chick split up with me. <laughs> nah, man. You bang on one of your favourite songs. Yeah. You roll up. You get a little drink and you sit there and you get it with your chest. Yeah. Well, unless you're going to Jeremy Carr, you know, that's a different story altogether. Mm. Unless you're on Jeremy Carr, that guy just exploits people. He is the worst of humankind, honestly. Right, don't... You have to look in his face to see how despicable that person is. Right, don't, don't go on to fully disman, you know, before you Jeremy Carr tries to Margaret, you know. Sorry, man. I, I, I got no love for that side, mate. But you know what? What we should do? Let's get into, let's get into two tracks. So let's get into Survivor and then let's get into Be There as well. So you yeah, introduce okay. it for us. Oh, I'd love to introduce this. 
Thank You Voice Live Radio is the first track of, of the story. It, in, it's entitled Survivor. It's about me not really knowing where I'm going and then the light coming to me, me discovering who I am. That is the bright light from the lamppost shine from my window. Gave me enough light to write and that's how I found you. And that's how I found it. This track, Survivor, beginning of Mike. That was Be There, Vivian Westwood, and Tone's on that as well. So Tone's on both. He's on Survivor and he's on Be There as well. And, yeah. like, obviously, Vivian Westwood, let's talk about Vivian Westwood first, did it? Like, um, that, I think, surprised, that surprised me. I ain't even gonna lie. Like, I was like, Vivian Westwood on a Matt Ratchet's track, on anyone's well, track. How did yeah. that even come about? Like, what was that about? Well, for me, it was, it, that was the desired effect. I don't think... I think people seem to think that I thought that this was going to be, like, rap record of the month, but I just thought about the perception of it and, like, cause it to get... to create that sort of, like, publicity with, like, getting her on it. But yeah. at the same time, on the album, and speak some righteousness. You know what I mean? Mm. That was what really sold it. And the way I met her, through that, through that bit of moment, she needed an advert. She invested in a company called Fully Focused to film an Yeah. In March. That happens annually in London. But there's like 200,000 people going justice, poverty, uh, climate change, everything. So, yeah, they contacted me and said, Mike, we need you to do this. We want you to do a spoken word. Yeah. You could film it at the time and film it and we'll lose it. But the whole idea is to sort of through to younger people that might not actually care about climate change. I was like, right, how can I sort of introduce this sort of older sort of knowledge to like a younger crowd? Yeah. I thought, right, boom, let's do this. So we've done that. I had to educate myself. I didn't really know about it myself. Yeah. So that night, I studied. Um, you can listen to the, the spoken word. It's called Time to Act on the Internet. And Vivian, I met... Oh, she invited me to join her group, Intellectuals Unite. I joined the group. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we was at the pub and she told me she had a rap written. And I was like, how sick? I've got an album coming out. Would you like to jump on it? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, sick. And then she comes to the studio the next week yeah. and laid down her bars in one take. And I was like, well, right. very much. Right. Yeah. She's like, she's like they're going to take people's jobs, you know? Like... Bro, she came in and laid it down in one take of her studio sessions with reputable MCs that I can't say names yet. Yeah. And they took it to do a 16 bar. Yeah, say no more, man. Man, I was in Miguel like Vivian. That's all you can say. Back <laughs> yeah. like, one... Trust me. Like, all right, so talking about then Tone, yeah? So obviously the two main tracks that you got obviously Be There and Survivor, which Tone's on. And yeah. um, they they sound a bit more like, you know, commercial friendly. And then you move to other tracks like On The Mic and this, that's a bit more like core fan base, isn't it, really? That's what I think, isn't it, personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the sort of angle, you know what I mean? When I met Tone, I think I finally found someone that was able to make music that had commercial commercial viability which I know the album had to have if yeah. it was going to broaden its fan like view it like if it was going to broaden its sort of audience yeah uh, and I knew Tone had that in a way that I could actually blend with rather than me just like, getting thrown into a studio how it usually works when I, was, when I was being published by Sony here you go here's a producer that you've never met in your life before yeah. he's going to produce you a hit yeah, it's a bit, it's I don't awkward, know, we haven't, awkward, we haven't really it? got that kind of chemistry. I've never met him in my life. Who is he? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's just sitting there eating pizza. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so, 
Oh. Off the back of that, I kind of knew that didn't wasn't going to work, so I could got out of that. And, and the time again, like came to me. I, as soon as I come out of that sort of deal, yeah. I was set up an email address, MikeRighteousBeats at gmail dot com. Doesn't work now. Don't send beats to it. Mm. I, I got loads. Of, I got flooded with beats, and I literally sat there, went for each and every one of them, and I discovered Tone, and I was like, "Who's this guy? Hidden little gem in Fetford." Yeah. It was really weird because he's like a he's like my doppelganger. Is he? He's like, well, not really. He doesn't look like me or sound like me or talk like me, but oh. he's like, he's like on the other side of, like, he's like by Norwich in Fetford, like another really, really small community. Okay. Just making music, and he's built his own, he's built his own studio. Shout out to Hideout. Um, yeah, and, I, and he's just got raw talent, and I was just like, that's where the hunger is. Mm. That's where you've got to search these little nook and crannies in the UK to find these unex, un, unexplicable talent. You know what I mean? It's in there. So That's I just right. thought, I'm going to bring him straight through. I'm going to put him all over the album. Yeah. And the thing is, it works. Like, obviously, it adds, like we like were saying, you obviously got a chemistry with him now, so you can go back to him and work with him as well. Oh, we, he helped me produce that whole... Raw. The whole album. Uh, I've got an executive producer again, Ollie Twist. He works in Twickenham. He helped me, he co produced the whole album with me. Yeah. Because we mixed and mastered it ourselves. So it's literally like a, not like a local source, but it's like a very grassroots, like, made album. Yeah, independent. We didn't let no one poke or prod or just say, hey, I think this is best for you when they don't know what's best for us. We did take advice. Don't, we're not like, I'm not throwing up all barriers and saying, no one can chat to us, we're the greatest. Mm. But. Nobody knows us like we know us. The yeah. people that I started this with, who built the foundations. You can't come up to me, take over a property, and tell me that you know what it's like right underneath the brickwork. Because mm. you don't. Only the people that built that brickwork can tell you yeah. what that brickwork's made out of. Well, if you bring it back, then yeah. So, say for example, if this gets top like, top five, hopefully, fingers crossed as well. Say this gets top five, all right, and you check a new email address or they reach out to your management and they're like, all right, cool. We want to sign. We want to sign him. Like a new record label want to sign you. Are you selling them straight? No. Um, that's, that's no, not necessarily. I'm waiting. I could. I could start a deal with the right deal. I could get in a deal that says, "Hey, like, well, at least you make one album. One, you make one album for us. Yeah. That's your next album. Uh, we won't give you no. We won't give you no advance. We'll pay for the stuff. We'll pay for the studio. We'll pay for the videos as you want it done. Yeah. Um, then, then. You know, when you make the sales, you pay that back, and then we get a small percentage of that, and you, and then that happens for a year, and then you go back to owning all the rights. That's quite a good deal. That's right, yeah. But who, who's going to actually do that? I think that's in Dreamland, fam. Yeah, that probably is in Dreamland. But you know, <laughs> I, uh, I, I honestly believe that that will come when it's come when it comes. That's my deal. Yeah. If you don't want to give me it, then I won't take a deal. Yeah, well, boy. I'm all right on my. The only the only good thing about me is I'm all right on my own. Yeah. And I can, and I know that now. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes you got again. You've got to go through your experiences to learn that and know that, innit? Exactly, man. Exactly. I'm 26 now, and a year ago I was really frustrated because I thought, uh, 25, everyone's coming up around me, must do me in. Yeah. But really, patience, mate, because your time comes. Every if you believe that, honestly, it will happen. Your time is set in stone. Your everything. Every dog has his day. Things come around, and if you truly believe in it, it will happen. And if you truly work hard, it will happen. And if you do not, if the only people that don't find out are the ones that give up. Yeah, that's true. It's true. You are, the thing is, even if people like five people are listening or watching a video or something like that, they're five core people. That'll be ten, and who knows? In a year, that could be a million. Like, do you know what I mean? It's literally as simple as that. 
100. Now, one thing yeah, we'll talk about as well before we get into the next track is um, on the mic. Well, no, yeah, on the mic as well. We're going to talk about that. Sorry, not that. Tempo of the dance. Yeah. So you're talking about how um, in, the, in the track, like even your brother didn't believe in your dream at one point, right? So, yeah. like, when obviously, when doing that, yeah, that must have taken like a big blow to you as well anyway. Like, did you kind of just like brush it off and then just keep uh, moving or... Is it like, yeah? No, to be honest, I really couldn't. Like, and it was a great thing because at the time I hadn't written a song in a long time. Yeah. Um, and I was starting to question whether I still had it. And then that got said to me and that was like a, that was like a low blow. Yeah. Um, it's harder when family tries to say it, isn't it? Dance. Yeah. Huh? It's harder when family say it as well, isn't it? It's a lot harder when family say it, especially when you're quite disconnected from your family anyway and the one member of your family that you feel a true connection with. Mm. And it is purely, and you understand this as well, purely yeah. out of his own social frustrations that he is saying this. Mm. But I think it's, it's like... It does, it it's, you. But I think it's, at the same time, at the same time, yeah, if it's like frustration from both sides, then it's not meant, do you know what I mean? No, but look at the beauty and look at the beauty in that. That song is one of the best songs, most loved songs off the album. Yeah, it's a and big it's song. And it's the final track, and it finished, and it finished the story of the album. Mm. Yeah, because it just the thing is, it just it's, it sits nicely because obviously on the mic's after it, but that's like a separate song in itself, isn't it? Like, you know what? Before we continue, yeah, let's get into um, another track. Let's get into on the mic. So you introduce it for us again. Yeah, this is on a mic. This was just to make sure everybody knows that Mike ain't got no friends on a mic, and I might just send for your whole ends if you hype. Okay. Um, I don't need to say any more about this track. The video's out now on SBTV. This is on a mic. Yeah, trust me. Sending for enough people. That was on a mic. The shoe fits where it is. Well, it's, it's a bit deep. It's a bit deep though. If someone's from like an area where they're the only artists, they send for you and then you just shell the whole town like they don't know you in it. That's deep. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Shout, shout out to. Basically, shout, yeah, yeah. That's what's gonna happen. So. Right. Rah. If any artist ever comes for me, I'm shelling your whole end. Raw, shout out to Whitstable fam. <laughs> yeah, Whitstable fam. <laughs> All right, so uh, right, so talking about from exactly the album is kind of going from 2005 to 2016. You know, you should actually don't. I don't know why I just thought about this now. You should have called the album Dreamland 2005 to 2016. Do you know what I was gonna call it? I was gonna take off the explicit content and put a, a like an 18 sticker yeah. and just say and actually present it like a movie because that whole album cover is meant to is designed to look like a sort of 60s sort of Quentin Tarantino post-apocalyptic sort of horror scene sort of movie cover yeah, yeah. and I was I had a big title in there it had some eyes at the top before yeah. and it was all kind of horror, horror-esque and like movie yeah. and we was going to call it like Dreamland uh, a film by Mike Righteous okay that and means, it was um, going to so what, yeah. what made you change it then? You just... Because I feel like uh, art should be always in, up for interpretation and that's a bit too on the nose. Yeah. I feel like it may have been done before um, and I don't want to discredit any of the good things that people can say about it by giving them something bad to say about it. So I'd rather have just took every one of them thoughts and kept them in the unconscious realm of ideas where they should live forever and not be born. And what I did instead is just release the album artwork with no eyes, no artwork, no title, no name, no cover, no title, nothing. Just Trust a me. picture. Just some, some golden amusement park. It was, mad. it was a bit mad. I was like, when I first... It was a bit mad, but you got to think, the only artist that ever have done that yeah. is... Uh, Jay-Z and Kanye West. That's true. Watch the frame. And I'm not saying I'm Jay-Z or Kanye West. Mm. 
But it's your interpretation, isn't it? Is that? Yeah. At the end of the day, it's what you want to do with your projects, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, when I first saw it, I was kind of like, how you're saying it and how your first idea was to now, I didn't even think that. For me, when I first saw the artwork, I was like, it just looked, it looked trippy, innit? That's, yeah, that's yeah. it. It just looked, like, I didn't really see, I wasn't even focusing, I wasn't looking more at the clouds than the actual amusement park. I just saw, I think that's the good thing about it. Everyone looks at something different. Like, there's something there to sort of, everyone's got a favourite piece and that's even about the artwork. Some yeah. people like the little guy standing looking across to the, the, the scenery. Some people like the scenery. Some people just like the sea. Some people like the pier. Some people like the sky. Some yeah. people just like the colours. Some people look at it and they just don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, so, trust me. Like, I think a lot of people are doing that at first and then eventually yeah, 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 yeah. they start breaking things down. They're like, oh yeah, this, this, yeah, like this, this. I even see the little man looking across. So there you go. I have to look at the artwork again. Yeah, yeah, go check it out, man. Trust me. So off the back of the album, then, obviously um, it's still fresh. I'm sure you've got um, other plans. I know you're in studio at the moment. Um, headline show, remixes. What are you saying? Headline show, I'm there, I'm about uh, remixes, I want to do, I want to jump on some, like this year it's all about jumping on as many bars, all these like new hot tracks that are coming out, I expect like Mike Righteous remixes, yeah, um, yeah I'm supposed to be announced, okay. all that, all of that, all of that, all of that. So you move it, so more focusing into 2017 now as well? Yeah, more perseverance, man. That's what it's got to be about. I found myself, I am myself, I know myself, now it's time to stay myself. Trust me. Uh, you're going. You're, you're going in, and you know what you're talking about, and everything. Everything's working. Everything's kind of going to plan right now. From what I can see, obviously, you know, your it's your life, it's your album, it's your project. Um, yeah. So that's the nice. That's the key. So what I'll do that is, is the key. what I'll do is, I, again. As soon as I say key, I thought DJ Khaled straight away. Need to move away from that <laughs> bit. So for the final plug, yeah. Obviously, yep. Dreamland is out. Where can people Dreamland get it? Out. Where can people get it? People can get Dreamland from iTunes, people can get Dreamland from Amazon, Google Play, actually get Dreamland in HMV, which is pretty weird. So go to HMV and you can get signed hard copies from my actual website, which is MikeRighteous.com. You can get signed copies. Uh, so, But they're limited time only, so you can get them, they're up, but they're up there now. And what I want to do is urge everyone to support people that are local to you that are good artists, you know what I mean? Don't be afraid to stand for the people that you think are really good. There you go. You've heard it from my righteous day, you know. Thank you for sharing me today, man. Appreciate That's it. That's all right, bruv. Now, anytime, next time, next project, anytime you guys want to chat, yeah. I'm right here. All right, well, got the, got the digits now, innit? No you got my number. Yeah, no sliding the DMs, innit? Just send, <laughs> just that just that casual standard, yo, what's up? Yeah, what you saying? Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, got you. All right, let me, I'm going to let you finish it. So final track we're going to play today is Tempo of the Dance, which is the end of the album as well. Yeah. Well, the end of yeah. the story part the of the album, the not story. the actual, yeah. yeah. So if you introduce it for us. This is my favourite track of my debut album. Tempo of the Dance, produced by Ollie Twist. The video is up on SBTV right now. Peace out. This is Mike Righteous. You're listening to Tempo of the Dance. Dream land out now. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.